3: welcome to who weekly the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't i'm bobby finger
1: i'm Lindsay weber
3: and this is anne hache rating her iconic red carpet looks on tiktok and at anne hache official on tiktok
1: a fit call by the way
0: hi i'm anne hache hey, i'm going to be reviewing my most iconic fashion looks today total hit, presented with p diddy excuse me yes red is gorgeous and prada Quite sure it was Greg Gorman and Sequin and Silver, and I say it's a Ding. Hello, excuse me, Versace, yes. And it was Oscars, yes. And it was with Gregory doing my makeup, ding. Why do I look like a hippie? It's because Ellen didn't want me to dress sexy. Ah, uh, by no.
3: That was a zero out of 10 for the Ellen dress <laughs> because Ellen didn't want Anne Haish, a fickle, to dress sexy.
1: It's actually. At Anne Hage a fickle. There's no I in the second shul.
3: Thank you to Michael Benjamin for tweeting this at us.
1: And then when I opened TikTok, it was like the third one on my FYP. So I was like, (laughs) wow, like everybody like knows what I'm out here looking for. The cadence of the way that she's speaking there is really funny. It's like really interesting the way that she's
3: doing this. The point is, I guess, follow Anne Hage a fickle on on TikTok.
1: Don't follow Anne Heche official, follow Anne Hage a You'll know which one
3: it is. Do you think Anne Hayes official was taken? Official?
1: I didn't check, but... Uh, oh, there I is Anne official. <laughs> Who is it?
3: It looks like a teen named Sophie, and it has zero <laughs> followers, zero following, and zero likes. And it's just some teen-looking person yeah. taking a selfie in the mirror with their iPhone. That's true. Sophie. Right. <laughs> It's not me. It's not Lindsay. I promise. It's
1: Sophie. It's Sophie. And that's why Anne Hayes to get Anne Hayes Fickle. But it's okay. Yes. I'll always remember Anne Hayes Fickle now, you know. I'll know
3: where to find her. And also the thing about TikTok, like how often are you actually typing in usernames, you know? You see them on the FYP and then you well, click follow, you know? If
1: you're typing Anne Heche, you want to find Anne Heche on TikTok to follow her and she didn't show up on your FYP because you don't have your algorithm in check, <laughs> then you got to type in Anne a official and not official. Don't follow Sophie. Follow Anne Heche. Anne heche official is like, it's a bir- it's bird call or whatever. It's just beautiful, like those words together. So I understand why Sophie picked Anne heche official. She didn't know that Anne Heche herself was going to roll up and want to be Anne heche official. Who's Anne Heche? Just like the just the name i mean i know who she is but you know what i mean
3: the dress that or the outfit that ellen suggested she wear it's not ugly and it's not unflattering but it is whenever she puts it next to the other outfit she was wearing at the time it's like a noticeable deviation right and it's like a pretty nasty thing to reveal in the middle of the video it's not even the punchline of the video it's just casual it's in the middle she's gonna be getting a a zero out of ten
1: She'll be getting a call.
3: She's not going to answer it. Do you think Anne Hsieh answers her phone? No. I, mean, I don't think
1: she has a phone, but I just think she's going to be getting a call. <laughs> I think she keeps herself away from phones. I think that's smart. I'm just thinking of the cadence of her do do our intro in the cadence of the Anne Hsieh video. The way that she's
3: speaking. Let me hear it. Let me hear it one more time, and then and then. Then and you then can do copy it. Copy it.
0: Total hit presented with P Diddy. Excuse me. Yes. Red is gorgeous and Prada.
3: You are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show, where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at... That's it. 619-who-them. Let's start with this comment.
0: Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, I was just listening to the podcast where you talk about Bradley Cooper, uh, quote-unquote daddy, being weird. And it reminded me of when I saw him in the elephant man on broadway in like 2014 or 2015 and my friend and i staged doored and uh before he came out a security man came out and was like giving us the rundown of how this is going to work which i've never seen before but maybe it's more common with like really big stars like him um anyway he came out and said all right everybody bradley cooper's coming Bradley Cooper likes to take selfies, and I found it to be the funniest thing I've ever heard. He gave almost no more information other than Bradley Cooper likes to take selfies. And sure enough, Bradley Cooper came out, said barely a word to anybody, just quietly took your phone, posed for a selfie, said thank you if you gave him any compliments on his performance handed the phone back to you and went to the next person his like eyes barely even moved it's like I don't know anyway Bradley Cooper likes to take selfies crunch crunch
1: I weirdly have a lot of empathy for the theater actors that have to do this shit and I know (laughs) it's like fun and like part of the experience to go like wait by the stage door and like bother them But I feel like if you just spent like three hours playing the Elephant Man on Broadway, which is like (laughs) just the amount of absurd like exertion that you have to do for that performance. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I, I just feel so bad that they're then expected to engage. Not that I'm like obviously giving no eye contact and like taking selfies like a robot is like psycho behavior. But part of me is kind of like. God, he really shouldn't have to do that at all because it's so annoying after like basically freaking
3: wearing being, yourself out.
1: Just just giving it all on stage at a live performance for so long. I just, I really, As that really. As the elephant
3: man. Yeah, I just
1: really, <laughs> I feel for him in this situation, I feel for him. And my other thought about that was.
3: As Merrick.
1: <laughs> are we like, is a selfie now more um, valuable to somebody than a signature? And are we over signatures? And does that mean that, like, the signature economy is dying or whatever? The celebrity signature equi- economy.
3: Oh. I think it might be.
1: If people were given a choice, they would take a selfie over a signed playbill, right? Um... Don't you think at this point? I don't know because of... I
3: feel like I think Broadway's signature culture is different from general signature culture because people collect their playbills and want to get them signed. So I don't know that that's ever going away. But I think generally if you ran into, let's say, I don't know who's a good who, if you ran into Anne Heche on the street, would you ask mm. for her autograph or would you ask for a selfie?
1: I would ask for a selfie,
3: or or if you wouldn't ask, if she were to offer something up,
1: she would offer a selfie. Yeah. But if you go to a Broadway show, you have your playbill in your in your marker, and you want you want a signature. Like that's kind of the the selfie the seems like a bonus. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the
3: selfie seems it's like, like a bonus because I just
1: feel like people now are asking more for selfies for, than signatures, and people used to just ask for signatures
4: mm-hmm.
1: constantly.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: there's dudes that wait outside and ask for signatures and sell them on eBay or whatever. But I'm not sure that is a thriving economy as it maybe once used to be.
3: Yeah, exactly. And also whenever you, I mean, we've talked about this, whenever you go on eBay and you buy signatures, there's no way to know if it's real or not. Like there are certain places that have certificates of authenticity, but it's like, I don't even know if I can trust that. Signatures are very hard to trust.
1: Right. It's more of a vibe to get the signature yourself and have Mm -hmm. it versus, you know, to seek out the person in The Elephant Man, wait outside to see Bradley, Bradley Cooper and then get a signature or whatever.
3: Right. It almost seems like they're managing their expectations where it's like, you're not going to get more than this.
1: (laughs) So that's what I think. Yeah. That's what I think.
3: Bradley Cooper likes to take selfies
1: as opposed to give signatures. And I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of the. Put your shit away. Yeah. Put your shit away.
3: (laughs) I do like when a celebrity, because you hear that a lot, the stories where the celebrity grabs the the camera and it's like no 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 let's take a good one you know like you feel less invasive whenever the celebrity is holding sweet. the camera and it's takes it from it's very sweet you. especially
1: if they anticipate that's something that you might want which is like everybody secretly wants a selfie some of us are just not kind of like brave enough to to like ask somebody of mm-hmm. that because it does feel like if somebody was asking me for selfies all day long i would be miserable too so mm-hmm. it just feels if they're kind of feeling generous or in the mood and want to be like come on let's all take a picture together that's very
3: Kind I think it is it is You know it's very generous It's very generous you know but it's also part Of the job um, My mean... argument it's part of the job
1: I don't know. I'm, yeah. I
3: think in that situation, when you are leaving the stage door, sure. If you're like on the street getting groceries, no.
1: But I do feel more empathy for Bradley Cooper and the Elephant Man than I would for, let's say, Erica Jane in Chicago. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Because that's like a stunt casting <laughs> thing, right? And I'm like, if Erica Jane's yeah. in Chicago, like, you better bet your ass people are going to be waiting by the stage door to get a selfie or whatever. Bradley's doing they're work. they're here to see. Fucking, what's her face at the? Ch- or cause it's always Jane what's her in face Chicago. in Chicago, it's always I mean, what's her face in Chicago.
3: Whoever in Chicago, I feel no sympathy for them. the The rest of the cast, Ever. sure, but whoever is playing like <laughs> Velma, who are the name? What who are the people in Chicago?
1: It's like Velma and Roxy. They're playing Roxy. Roxy. <laughs> Roxy I will Velma never feel in? sympathy
3: for Roxy I'm not sure yeah. <laughs> I don't know who Velma is
1: Literally her name is like in the song
3: I recently over 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 Oscar weekend I watched the performance of Catherine Zeta-Jones Singing all that jazz at the Oscars And I was like So pretty good. good Pretty good she's I don't so good. love that movie But I, she's pretty good She's so good I love that movie No Okay, next call.
2: Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. I just wanted to mention something that I feel like you forgot when you were ranking Christina Hendricks versus uh, Retta is that straight men love Christina Hendricks. um, And so that kind of pushes her up, unfortunately, in um, a lot of the areas of the culture. Um, Christina Hendricks is the one that... uh, a lot of straight men who don't watch uh, Good Girls or anything else will recognize.
1: um kind of French. You're telling me that straight <laughs> men love Christina hendrix Why?
3: Why, Bobby? I'm just like why to to me. Why in 2010? Well, they love her curves, and they they love her curves. They love they her, love her ample She has assets. big boobs. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay. I was trying to be demure about it. They They love love her ample assets. assets. (laughs) They love her ample assets. And they love her fake red hair, which we have a call about that in a second. But I had forgotten when you look at Christina Hendricks' coverage in 2010, 2011.
1: It's all hubba hubba. I know. It's
3: hubba hubba everything. And it's all coming from wolves, like straight men wolves. With their tongues unfurling. That's it's all true. of the coverage of Christina Hendricks.
1: That's true. They're like, awuga, like Mad oh. Men lady, you know? Like, that was really the culture. Yes. But what's funny is that in Mad Men, they're like, awuga, this lady. And everyone's like, <laughs> uh, meta awuga, this lady. Give her power. <laughs> it's like, stop. Like, you can't awuga her, like, <laughs> now. And also refer to a wooga in her then.
3: Is it her being an awuga on the show to point out, like, how sexist advertising was? I don't know, Bobby.
1: Maybe you should watch the show and find out.
3: (laughs) Wait, what? Sorry, I have a call. We have to move on. We have to move on.
0: (laughs) Okay, as a former Mad Men super fan, Christina Hendricks also not a real redhead. Um, And I'm pretty sure that Ila Fisher also is not a natural redhead. So, like, my question for you,
2: are there any real redheads in all of Hollywood?
1: French French. Honestly, if you had red hair in more than one movie and on the red carpet to me, you're a redhead because like it's not fair to be like who's a real X, who's a real Y, who's a real Z, you know, like mm-hmm. if you were like she's not a real blonde, you'd go crazy. It's like no one's a real blonde, you know, rarely are people <laughs> real blonde. Like, So it's it...
3: no one's a real blonde.
1: But so in the redhead like Hollywood canon when we're like, oh, Jessica, you know, Chastain or like. You know, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Amy Adams, whatever. Like, they're all kind of redheads. If they've, like, been a redhead for longer than whatever, then they count. Emma Stone. But the real, who are the, quote, real redheads? I honestly don't
3: know. Uh, Julianne Moore is a real one. Yeah. Julianne Moore is a real one. Lindsay Lohan is a real one.
1: Sure. we Yeah, we knew that.
3: Jessica Chastain is a real redhead.
1: Wow. Okay, great. Authentic.
3: So many of them are fake because I was like, oh, you know who's a real redhead? Emma Stone. But no, she's, not. Oops, she's, blonde. she's actually blonde. And, oh, the other real one, uh, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman is a real redhead.
1: Right, that's true. I. The only story that's relevant for you to know about who's a real redhead and who's not is the Amy Adams story about her like flopping as a blonde for years. And then all of a sudden being like, yes. I'm a redhead and being like, I'm successful.
3: So- Which, after <laughs> she told that story, we found out that many actresses had the same issue where they were like, yeah. oh. I'm going to fake my hair because it makes me more interesting.
1: Sure, but now we have we can't have too many redheads. So too many actresses can't go red because that's that will overflow the pot, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: they need to be careful about that. They need to what's, survey the field.
3: What's interesting about Nicole Kidman being a natural redhead is that she is now doing the biopic for, for oh Lucy with Javier Bardem. God. And Lucy was not a born redhead. So she's uh-huh. being played by an actual redhead.
1: So Nicole is playing a dyed redhead with her natural red hair. With
3: her natural red hair, Celebrity's wow. hair is like colored and burned and no, moved I know, and pulled, but the like, irony the yes.
1: of playing
3: it's a, a fake ironic, redhead yeah.
1: when you're a real redhead, and people do associate you with red hair, and they associated Lucy with red hair too, though hers was fake, and but she decided to. Give herself that red hair. Interesting enough, wasn't Lucy, half of Lucy's career in black and white too, yeah. or at least some of it? <laughs> yeah. So it's like uh-huh. the irony of her being a redhead. Yeah. It's, kind of funny. it's kind of funny. It's a little
3: funny. <laughs> it's a little funny. The photos of <laughs> Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem on start. the set of Lucy and Ricky.
1: Don't start.
3: Like, it's vague. Well, We're saying have, it's vague. Have. <laughs> Have any two stars cast in a high-profile biopic looked less like the people they're playing?
1: I didn't know it was Aaron Sorkin.
3: Just look at the photos. Look it up, as they say. Look it up.
0: Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, so I'm seeing all of the celebrations of Daniel Kaluuya's Oscar. So happy for him. And seeing like all of these adorable videos of him celebrating with his friends. And so this might be like a question for... British hooligans don't know, Um, but everyone's like, oh, Daniel Kaluuya's friends on all these videos are famous too. Um, Stanton Dave, Michael Maris, and Damson Idris. I don't know um, who these people are, but maybe y'all could tell us. Okay, thanks, Crunch Crunch.
3: So Daniel won the Oscar. We all know this at this point, or I guess fewer people than normal know this at this point because no one watched the Oscars, but he won the Oscars and he's British. Did you see all of the, not just who's, but, like, this happens a lot when people win Oscars, but, like, remember when a lot of that was happening just because we're the right age? He is a millennial, so, like, there are a lot of photos of him from, you know, 2008 with his old oh, friends. Oh, yeah, no, people and were there was great, a he on lot Skins of that. or whatever? He was, we was on were talking Skins. About, so it was yeah, like him and, Patel, it. him and Dev Patel, him and... What's his name? Him and Mc- De and Nicholas Holt. Holt
1: where they were like, oh, yeah. what happened to these kids from Skins? And it's like, LOL, they're all like super famous and successful. They're all famous. To be fair, Skins is amazing. And it actually tracks that it would have kind of clocked this talent because it's great. But it feels like, honestly, it honestly, feels like when you talk about Drake and everybody's like, uh, uh, Degrassi. It's like we're <laughs> at that. It, it's a very similar kind of vibe, the, to mm-hmm. kind of bringing up Skins in that way. But Skins is a great show and- If you had to be on any of the teen shows as a kid, that one is like probably the least embarrassing.
3: The people that the caller talked about, Stanton Dave... Michael Maris and Damson Idris so Stanton Day we've talked about him before he just goes by Dave he's a rapper I'll play some of his music we've definitely talked about him before
1: Far from the rest but I'm far from my best Life is a lesson I'm passing a test Yes Everything blessed I don't want drama and I don't want stress My girl got finesse Caribbean flex Body and chest Take body and chest Thank God more I grew up with less Just to the right Raps to the left Arge in the middle Got seed to the
3: death Batch full of dogs With the 16's vets the other guy she mentioned michael maris he goes by buck he's a not he's not really famous damson idris however is an actual i would argue who on his way to becoming a them he's a star of snowfall ah he was also in uh an episode of black mirror with the guy from hot priest what's his name i always forget his name andrew 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 scott andrew scott yes andrew scott okay but he's been making so i was like okay now we see that he's an actor he's hot he's like up and coming he Uh was in some terrible netflix movie i mean i'm saying terrible i assume it was terrible one of those netflix movies that's like because extraction was such a big hit so it's like oh let's just make these weird action movies direct to video
1: they're all called like distraction or like
3: (laughs) (laughs) this one was called outside the wire with anthony mackie Did you ever see this? No. No. I'm assuming they'll say you know, 100 million people watched two seconds of this movie. But it is
1: one of those things that now that streaming is the way that it is business-wise, you're gonna you see these like big, 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 big stars who are in these almost VOD seeming like (laughs) shitty titles because they're almost like doing them in between big projects, you know? If, mm-hmm. Instead of doing an indie movie or two, this is one of those new whatevers, which is the weird... I will call them Bruce Willis vehicles because it feels like Bruce Willis is only in these movies now, you know?
3: Yes. Did you see the... There was, like, a complete ranking of Bruce Willis's 20 Shitty. direct-to-VOD movies. And I was like, I'm he's telling been in 20.
1: We should literally call them Bruce Willis's because they're all, they're all the same plot of an old Bruce Willis movie recycled with, like... Newer to be about newer technology, and Bruce Willis himself is in half of these movies that they're making.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And if you read about um, the producer Randall from Randall Pump Rules, Randall, Randall he's like kind of one of the guys who's responsible for a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And he's uh, guys like him kind of produce these kind of low budget, high action, pulpy movies that go straight to streaming.
3: The Michael B. Jordan one is called Without Remorse. Look at the poster for these movies, like the aesthetics. Aren't, are are truly being pulled from the era of direct to DVD movies? I'm like telling you, ev- everything looks cheap. They don't even try to make these movies look not look right. Cheap. And of course, anyway. his
1: face—I bet—is huge on the cover. So that you're scrolling through when you see his huge face, and you're like, "Oh, Michael B. Jordan! I bet this movie's good. He's really good." They're gonna play by my rules
3: now. No rem- but, of course, when there's a new who in the mix, I have to search to see if they've been spoken about in the Daily Mail. And he has. He once went on, like, a beach date. I don't know that it was actually a date because recently people have assumed that just because he's next to a woman means they're dating. But he is well, come at on. the he beach went on with a Love Island this woman. star.
1: He did go to the beach with this woman. The The photos of him and Dream Doll where people were like, oh, they're dating, they're dating, oh, he's fucking, oh, whatever, da-da-da, were like, they literally, took a picture, they literally took a picture with each other and they were, like, kind of cute. And people were like, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and he was like, no, we're not dating. You know, yeah, they're not to... dating. Yeah.
3: And he tweeted, okay, so don't pose near a woman because then we are apparently married. Yeah. And then notes emojis. Forgive me. I'm still learning. <laughs> <Wine. Right. laughs> Why? Is...
1: And then she posted his tweet and said, y'all need to relax. Potential boo. I literally just met him yesterday. It was a damn photo. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: literally just met him yesterday.
1: That's what i they're literally posing on some Oscars red carpet-y like party thing.
3: Hmm. So that's who he is. But Dream Doll, honestly, I'm obsessed with her. Okay. She is a reality star, and has been a reality star on two shows. She's been on not only Love and Hip Hop New York. Before that, she was on Bad Girls Club, and she only lasted a single season on both.
1: I love Bad Girls Club. I love Bad Girls Club.
3: She was kicked out of Bad Girls Club for bullying, and I was like, but I thought that was the point.
1: Wait. I'm sorry. Wait. 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 Back up. How do you get kicked off Bad Girls Club for bullying?
3: I'm telling you, I'm going to play the clip. Apparently, there was like, it got physical.
1: If somebody asked me what Bad Girls Club was, I would be like, it's women bullying each other.
3: But she gets, literally gets kicked out in episode two.
1: That show literally is like, who can be the baddest girl? Exactly. This is the Bad Girls Club. And they're all like, okay.
3: (laughs) I did one. But you watched Bad Girls Club correct me if i'm wrong that was the point right to be rude
1: (laughs) yes
0: we won't tolerate kicking of someone that's already down we will not tolerate what you did last night tabitha it's not gonna be in this house you need to leave it's not the main girls club oh my god
4: this is black no
3: It's not the Mean Girls Club, it's the Bad Girls Club. Okay, yeah, that's a big difference. Also, her real name is Tabitha, by the way. Her Uh real name is Tabitha Robinson. So she gets kicked out of Bad Girls Club for bullying. (laughs) Then a few years later, well, then she becomes an Instagram influencer. She starts rapping and she gets a job on Love & Hip Hop, but she only lasts one season.
1: In her wiki, it just says, one, Tabitha is removed from the house in episode two after f- bullying and physically attacking Kaylee. Two, Tabitha is replaced by Stephanie in episode three.
3: <laughs> no, Lindsay, I literally watched the video of her replacement joining and everyone loves her. <laughs> I know. I'm we finally excited. got our new bitch. I
4: know about Tabitha. We've been waiting on you, right. girl.
3: Back to Dream Doll, back to Dream Doll, back to Dream Doll.
1: So she became, she started rapping after Bad Girls Club and...
3: That's how she got the love in hip hop. Now she's just like kind of an Instagram influencer still releasing music. I watched her do a video with a pretty famous YouTuber, many million subscribers. B Loves Life. Named um, B Loves Life. Have you watched B Loves Life before?
1: This woman comes up a lot when you start getting into mukbang land. If you're looking at mukbang land, which is like... Where people just eat an intense amount of food on camera. Mm, exactly Obviously, it comes things. from originally yes. comes from Korean culture, but now has kind of just become a YouTube meme in a way where it's just mm-hmm. like a, it's just like I'm gonna have this person on my show. And we're gonna order like the entire menu from Cheesecake Factory and slowly eat it as we and talk eat it or whatever. And people love to watch this, so she has become kind of the queen of that because she does like seafood and like she loves to do big crabs, (laughs) big crabs.
3: she does a sea a seafood boil with dream doll and they talk about a lot but it really is like a compelling way i mean i guess hot ones helped popularize that as well but like
1: hot ones kind of helped um mainstream the idea of eating food while doing interviews or whatever because
3: eating messy food also it's like specifically messy because it it humanizes you in a way you know
1: all that and i think people some people like the slurps and the and the (laughs) The, and then it's the food ASMR noises. But it is weird because then some people hate food noises. Mm-hmm. This is a YouTube thing. If you go down a YouTube hole of mukbangs, you will probably never come out. It is very much a thing. You uh did
4: The Bad Girls Club, Love, Love and Hip Hop. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> I hate that show. <laughs> you like... do?
4: So what, what what did you hate about that show? I hate reality TV, period. Really? So do you think it ever launched your career or made you who you are today? No, I feel like it helped. You but really? it helped me be like, it's like a, this is what I've learned. Mm-hmm. You, you don't get a second chance at a first impression. People mm-hmm. forget that this stuff is edited at the end of the day. That's, not, that's why added. I love YouTube. Yeah, I'm the editor. Right. right. You, control. I, you yeah. control your own stuff. right I'm nobody trying to make you me look bad and telling me they're going to do it before that. So it's just right. like, you know, at the end of the day, yes, it did give me a platform, but... I don't feel like no bad girl that ever got off that show walked out of there with a great reputation.
3: So to recap, Dream Doll is a who, Damson Idris is a who, but I think he's like, oh, he could be a them. He's doing too many things to not be a them. Right. Okay, next call.
2: Hi, Lindsay Bobby.
0: Um, I'm wearing a mask right now, so I hope you can hear me. But um, I saw on Tumblr that Ross Lynch's sister named
2: her baby Super Funk <laughs> which is something that I had to fact check by googling um, "Super Funk Baby," and it's true. Scar <laughs> um, Jo Yummy
1: Pop.
3: Which one's Ross Lynch again? These people elude me because they're a part of the
1: Teen Beach Fandom, which I yeah. is so beyond our time. It's like. We barely were cu- were high school musical. You know, we barely hit that cusp.
3: We were not. We were <laughs> in college during high school musical. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, yeah.
1: Okay, so whatever. I'm just saying this was after that. So imagine how far away we were from Teen Beach musical or whatever. These are mm. – some of these kids were in – kids. They're not kids anymore. They have children. Babies having babies. They're not babies anymore. They're adults. Anyways, they – were some of them were in this, and then they formed like a band, like R Seven. Remember, and they all have like siblings or whatever. R Five, R Five, and then they now they have like YouTube channels.
3: And he was in the what Netflix show, uh, Sabrina, and he was also Jeffrey Dahmer in the Dahmer movie that I never saw that had the really good poster, but I was like, I don't need to watch this.
1: Ross Lynch is the breakout of this like family of kind of talented people, you know, who have been who in various. We've places.
3: talked about before. We now have. that I'm talking about them again, I'm like, we've talked about the Lynch fam. Why? How do you think I past?
1: know this? I'm literally reciting yeah. it from vague memories, not because I'm reading it off a piece of paper.
3: But his sister,
1: whose name is
3: Rydell Lynch, Rydell, had a baby
1: with her boyfriend, her husband, uh, and his name is
3: Capron Funk.
1: Capron <laughs> Funk.
3: His name is Capron Funk.
1: I'm sorry, Lynn, when I, when I read you his bio that I found on Google, tell me this is not. Tell me. If you ever thought this would be a type of person, okay? Okay, okay. Professional scooter writer and one third of the Funk Brothers web group who became known for his work with Apex Scooters. Along with a wide variety of first place finishes, he successfully landed both a double backflip and a double front flip.
3: I don't know what's strange about that, Lindsay. Like, what is your comment?
1: (laughs) Is there anything more modern than a professional scooter rider who also is part of the Funk Brothers web group?
3: Can you name the other Funk Brothers?
1: Yeah, one's named Tyler.
3: One's Tyler, one is Corey Funk.
1: And one is Capron, Capron. him rydell's husband
3: famous birthdays again they rank everything there's not a single thing famous birthdays cannot rank they ranked the members of the funk brothers and Cap capron funk is number one he funk. is because
1: i think it's because he's um has a kid with rydell lynch
3: and rydell lynch's baby's name is super <laughs> funk oh my god super Funk.
1: i mean i really did dig to see if this last name was like a put on like if he was not a uh, funk, but I think Mm-mm. the name is the name. So the baby's name is super. and then super funk. They have a video about this where they're like, "Our baby, and you can play a clip here. They've everything's on YouTube, you know? Mm-hmm. Everything's on YouTube. I was in Florida this past weekend, and guess what was? talk of the town
3: your mom's aura frame
1: the aura frame the aura frame kept it was scrolling through every photo I was like oh oh there's that oh there's that oh I'm like where'd they get that photo there's always a photo where I'm like where'd they get that photo how'd they get that photo
3: I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me like when she (laughs) sends me a text gift I'm like where did you find that and sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like where did you download this no
1: I'm like where did you get this photo from whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of you know
3: they love to steal from and they love to just screenshot and not crops it'll just be like a cropped It was like seventy something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, out under the bed.
1: Your linens, sweeties. The lin. It's time. F- it's linen season, honey. Oh,
3: oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life.
1: Not only am I pulling out my linen
3: I hate middlemen. And Quince middlemen. only
1: works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it.
3: Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Hi, guys. Hello. we the funks. Hey uh, hi. Day three of our baby boy's journey in life right now. This is our name reveal video. Uh, Before we reveal the name, we wanted to take you through the course of our relationship and how we got all the way to him. Okay, I'm not gonna make you listen to all of that. It's like six minutes long. I'll fast forward and get you to the good part. What's his name?
0: His name is Super.
3: Super (laughs) Funk. And I'm I'm lucky enough to give him the middle name. So it's Super Capering Funk. (laughs) That's the coolest thing ever. Rydell is the one who called the name. As a Bobby finger, I don't envy Super Funk.
1: Right, I was gonna say. What
3: I find offensive, if I were one of the other funks, if I were, excuse me, who were the other funks? If I were Tyler or Corey Funk, I'd be annoyed that my brother Capron Funk already claimed the Funks on YouTube and made it about him and his wife and his son. Mm. Because then I'm no, I can't, I don't have the opportunity to make a Funks, the Funks YouTube channel. Anyway, the Funks YouTube channel has 477,000 subscribers and contains videos such as finding out we're pregnant on camera asterisk emotional asterisk telling our family we are pregnant asterisk emotional asterisk rydell has gone into labor asterisk hospital visit asterisk it's like first of all his name is super funk second of all whenever he grows up he's gonna have to know that all of his birth videos are on youtube like I mean, this is gonna the to be thing. a
1: whole generation of kids
3: because <clears throat> now we've gotten like what are people who grew up on twitter and instagram and youtube gonna be like whenever they're adults it's like now we know this is it. But what are the children of those people gonna be like? We're not gonna know for like ten years, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just gonna continue.
1: Eating only red and green for twenty-four hours, Christmas edition. <laughs> eating only blue food for twenty four hours, baby boy edition. Letting our subscribers choose our baby name. Uh-oh.
3: <laughs> maybe
1: that's where the problem, maybe that's where things went crazy.
3: <laughs> they um they really fit the mold which I kind of appreciate. Whenever you look at their thumbnails, they're exactly the thumbnails that you expect. (laughs) Open mouth smiles, pointing, and aggressively saturated colors. Here's
1: my favorite. Surprise Easter egg hunt, uh, parentheses, one egg equals kiss. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I like it. I like it. I like it. One egg equals kiss.
2: Hey, Lynn's and Bob's long time, long time. I'm just calling on this here lesbian day of visibility to talk about how Annie Clark is engaging in the Streisand effect by trying to kill an article about her uh, that was done to promote this new album that, um, like, no one would have known about if she hadn't tried to kill it. I guess that's the Streisand effect, right? Anyway. Love you, guys. Live in La Vida Latte.
1: It's not even worth, like, (laughs) trying to figure out why St. Vincent wanted the interview killed. Because it could be for, like, any stupid reason. And also, honestly, celebrities do this shit all the time. You know,
3: St. Vincent, especially
1: St. Vincent has famously done this multiple times with press. And clearly that's something she's uncomfortable with,
3: which the writer of the of the now deleted article Emma Madden writes about in the introduction to the interview that St. Vincent killed. Yeah. Is that like St. Vincent is notoriously like annoying when it comes to engaging with the press.
1: However, however you feel about the media, it's a reciprocal system where if you have a thing you want to promote, like your brand new album then you need Mm -hmm. to talk to people about it to get other people to hear about it to know to listen to it. And if you don't want to play in that system, you might have a hard time maintaining a record label deal or whatever it is that you're – however you're releasing this album, the person who's helping you and paying for it might, you know, not feel so great about you being so difficult in terms of press because that's how people hear about stuff, good and bad.
3: First of all, St. Vincent, Who are Them, one, two, three – who? Who? But I am like I'm not calling her in an anything. Them. She's a who all around.
1: Okay, she's a who. This this behavior is whoey. So she's a who.
3: Like when she dated Kristen Stewart, she was the who. You know. Right. Right. She right. has a new album coming out, and the album. Never forget her last album. The cover was whose legs? I. Oh my uh, god! It uh, was
1: a Zach Jack, uh, Jack Antonoff's girlfriend's
3: legs. Carlotta Cole.
1: Carlotta.
3: So she released a new album, and it's called. Or it's about to come out. It's called Daddy's Home and this is her this is her doing this is the this is the problem this is why it's like annoying is like to the writer and to us and to everyone who's paying attention is that she's like i wrote this about my father getting released from prison and everything i went through like after my father was released from prison because we have this very weird relationship i think they were sort of partially estranged she grew up um, her parents were divorced she grew up with stepfather like her father wasn't really in her life apparently and when you hear that story on a surface level it's like oh like it's about prison it's about like what did he go to prison she says it's white-collar crimes, which is like, okay, that's interesting. So, of course, you release the album and you tell the press that this is an album inspired by your father getting out of prison. Whenever the interviewer asks questions about prison and the current state of like prison reform, she didn't want to answer those questions. And the way that she doesn't want to answer those questions isn't even particularly notable. She's basically like, I don't want to go there. Like If this interview had been published, kind of no one would have paid attention, it's the Streisand effect. This is peak Streisand effect. Her killing the interview is Streisand effect.
1: I was going to say, like, the interview itself is not controversial. I She's mean, annoying she has, in it. She's very she clearly has, annoying in it. Yeah, but I, but I, but what I think is not is interesting is as somebody who did a lot of interviews at Vulture, you want the interview to be snappy, right? Mm-hmm. She posted kind of the whole thing in full to kind of make a statement, therefore kind of creating, again, the Streisand effect of it all, which is where... St. Vincent was like, I don't like this interview at all. And then the person posting it was like, Well, here it is. And now everyone has to read, and everyone's reading it, even though it's not even that good of an interview, and it's not like edited down. So
3: and everyone's then reading it, it being like, attention. What?
1: <laughs> yeah, like everyone's like, What? Why was wrong did St. Vincent this? get mad at this? But maybe that's why she posted it because she was like, the the idea that somebody would want this not up, and it's so nothing. Like it really is. Mm-hmm. Like what what even is a what even is the problem with this? Shows that this is a fucked up situation. So maybe that mm-hmm. was her point in posting it that it was. Uh, boring or whatever
3: that's what I think the point was it was just I think the point is like the state of music journalism and the state of publicity how it's like
1: though truly uh, like
3: uh, I think it was more of a comment on this because this is a journalist this is like a music journalist who writes about stuff like this
1: right I mean the state of music journalism is kind of like you're at the whims of somebody who does not want you to publish anything they don't want to be put out there or whatever Mm -hmm. but I mean you also have the risk of something happening like this so you know there's that us saying, oh, we well, don't have to give interviews, St. Vincent, easier said than done. She does have to give interviews because she has an album to promote. And like, that's how the system works. So it's like, you either live outside the system, uh, like Bjork or something, <laughs> you just release, you know, whatever, and then like, never talk about it in public. And you're mysterious. Or you participate. So you know, it's again, easier said than done, I think. But I will say like, all of this kind of collectively, puts a n- nasty taste in people's mouth when they think about you because they think about you being kind of difficult and nobody loves a difficult celebrity, celebrity. <laughs> even though right. even sometimes when celebrities are difficult they have good reason to be you know but yeah this was a little bit like please stop wasting people's times by giving them interviews and asking for them to not to not be posted
3: and now what's going to happen if she gives another interview people are going to ask about this or it's going to be you don't get to have this interview if you talk about the killed interview you know like yeah, it's going to totally. be terms of the interview it's just going to be a pain in her ass and it wouldn't have been a pain in her ass had the interview just gone up mm. but yeah st vincent who annie clark also who same person
1: <laughs> same person
3: who and stewart them.
0: oh my god who is jack harlow i keep seeing this name
2: everywhere i have no fucking idea who this is i know i could google this but I wanted to call you guys because I feel like we'd have a more nuanced answer. But like, literally, I have seen his name like seven times in the past two days. Who the fuck is this guy? Thank you. Crunch, crunch. Me at home.
3: I love this caller like passionately bewildered energy oh, they remind me of who is the person on youtube who is always like oh my god here's the thing that i'm so oh, annoyed about don't mention about. her
1: she's cursed hb h collection h
3: HB something collection it's she's collection
1: c- Be careful don't she she's cursed i think that eating a fucking potato is actually really great like it's it's fucking real
4: food okay it's real food it's filling it's for me it's low in calories like go fuck yourself who the fuck do you think you are it's like, to me, it's like sinful to make fun of food. Like, how would you like to not have food? I'm sure someone out there would love to have a fucking
1: potato. You fucking bitch.
3: You know who Jack Harlow is.
1: I didn't until I started looking around because I also feel like he's been on the peripheral of my vision in terms of culture. I knew he was on SNL with- He's he, everywhere. He was, he was on the Maya Rudolph episode and I had heard his name. This is embarrassing and I don't condone it, but I, where I heard it was- during Chet Hanks's like white boy summer rant. No. He was like, we want to do cool boys like Jack Harlow. And I'm like, in my brain, no. I it clocked Jack Harlow and said, Google mm-hmm. this guy later. Or I know his name. Who is he? And mm-hmm. as it turns out, chet hanks aside whatever by he is like his own kind of phenomenon meaning a, a very good rapper who kind of started from like a funny place where he was like literally i think he's from pittsburgh and he was doing like nerdy guy rapping like he was always good but he was kind of nerdy and he wore glasses mm-hmm. and he had like he was doing this kind of these mixtapes and they were really good but he himself was not like a chic person <laughs> And then his story is kind of cool because he basically released these mixtapes. People heard them, were like, oh, this guy's actually good. Oh, is that what he looks like? You know, because he was just like this kid That's funny. who was kind of nerdy. And so he made these mixtapes. Then they, you know, of course, people heard them, flew him out. He flew out. You know, he met with Scooter Braun, as you always do. He met with Def Jam. He got his record contract, and he's been making stuff ever since. And mm-hmm. it's cool because now they're doing the thing where they're, they'll take his old songs that are really good and put like the baby on them and put like, put Lil Wayne on them and put like, put these rappers on them and like they'll blow up, you know, because they're really good, yeah. but you almost need to add in like the rest of kind of the people.
3: Don't forget, not just Da Baby and Lil Wayne, sometimes Adam Levine. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes a, a, Adam right, Levine. He has a song with Adam well. Levine that was yeah. on SNL. That's the SNL song, yeah.
1: He seems like pretty cool. I like that his real name is Jackman, as in Hugh Jackman, but his real name is Jackman yeah. Thomas Harlow, right? Was I right that he's from um
3: Louisville? He's from Louisville. He's not from, Pittsburgh, he's not from yeah. Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. Oops.
1: Because he lives in Atlanta because he's making music out of Atlanta for a while. And that seems very specific. That seems important to like what you sound like. People are like, oh, he sounds like Drake mixed with a Mac Miller, which I actually think is a good – kind of comparison
3: that's a good vibe. that's a good place to be also like right that's a compliment to say that you're Drake mixed with Mac Miller
1: right and his story is very much like I read a few profiles of and it's very much like my mom listened to the Eminem album when I was growing up a lot and we she loved Eminem and I heard a lot of that and because like people are kind of always asking him like as a white rapper like how do you feel about that and he's like I'm just out here doing what I knew when I grew up what I loved growing up and like and what you I love bringing up are right rappers. <laughs> Bobby's favorite thing where it's like he said he wanted to be a rapper and his mom was like, all right, put in the work. And he did like 10,000 hours of practice, which is like yeah. what they always say that you have to do to the be an 10, expert. 10,000
3: hours line, I just love when people drop it. I like seeing people talk about the 10,000 hours rule. Sorry. Sorry. No,
1: I know. Well, listen, it's funny because I sent this to you. Where is it?
3: is it you texted it to me last night you were like look it's your favorite thing no, when Jack Harlow was 12 years old he decided he wanted to become the best rapper in the world he didn't know how he'd do it so he went the natural route he asked his mom what to do Harlow's mother had just read Malcolm Gladwell's outliers so she told Harlow that he needed to rap for 10,000 hours four or five hours a day until he turned 18 Harlow was still in middle school when he released his first mixtape that sounded good to Jack Harlow
1: and it's funny because so this is from one of the first profiles ever written on him it's from louisville.com like it's it's literally louisville.com. The headline is Kid with a Mic. It was written by Josh Moss in 2017, which does not feel like a long time ago. But this guy, it's fast. Like what happened to him happened really fast. And he was on the digital cover of Spin when this came out. And he had been nominated for a Grammy. So it's like this was all happening really, really fast for him. You know?
3: Don't get the Kentuckians calling us angrily. It's say? not Louis Louisville. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. I'm Louisville. sorry. I don't live there. I'm sorry. You got
3: to be local. Local?
1: Anyway, his big <sighs> song is What's Poppin'. If you do want to hear, I'm sure Bobby will put a clip.
3: I'll put a clip in. Got a
4: cherished present. I'm drinking water
0: and wearing protection. Got a career and I'm very invested. Some people call it a scary obsession.
1: The only other thing about him that's like at all hooey is. There were rumors that he was dating Addison Rae for a while which is funny. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't make them up.
3: No. I didn't make them
1: up. But there was a period of time in April of this year where people thought he was dating. He'd been hanging out with Addison Rae. And there there was a lot of like, who is Jack Harlow pieces based around that buzz. (laughs) So, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's definitely a way of getting talked about.
3: Dating Addison Rae, whose gender flipped remake of She's All That Hits cursed screens everywhere this summer.
1: (laughs) How? 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 It just got made. How are we? We're literally in a pandemic and this movie got made faster than the fucking vaccines. Ah!
3: The turnaround is alarming. It's going to be the worst movie of all time. (laughs) A remake? of she's all that which wasn't even a good movie to begin with truly she's all she's all that is classic nostalgia brain one of those fucking movies that millennials look back on and they're like oh my god i have such a soft spot for she's all that watch it again i fucking dare you that movie sucked that movie sucked when i was 13 and it sucks when i'm so you know what like (laughs) it always sucks
1: Okay, can I just say, though, I thought it was good when I was 13 and now I think it sucks because I watched it again and I was like, this does not hold up. This is not fun or good anymore. But I agree that, you know, uh, She's All That has the what women want effect where you remember this movie being good and you watch it again. You're like, excuse me, how did this get made?
3: How did we allow this? No offense to Nancy Myers, but offense to Nancy Myers. She should be so ashamed of that movie. She and What Women made Want got
1: remade, which is even crazier, too. So it's like these. There's the, the standard for what's getting remade is low. As long as the concept is something that we can flip, we're going to try and maybe flip it. This movie was made with a budget of like $3 by Netflix, you know, to be turned around in four minutes. It looks like it. Honestly, YouTube videos have been shot for more money, a bigger budget. <laughs> Trisha Paytas has made bigger budget films than this one, I think.
3: Absolutely. The one for um, Little Shop of Horrors definitely costs more than He's All That starring Edison
1: Ray. (laughs) She spent 50 grand on that easily. Are you kidding?
3: Two things about this Us Magazine, Us Weekly story about Netflix's summer movies that piss me off. Number one, the headline. Netflix announces Summer Slate, colon, first look at, quote, Kissing Boot 3, She's All That reboot, and more. You know what is included in Anne Moore here? Woman in the window. That's offensive. That's rude to woman in the window. It's not in the headline. Why
1: well, are you silencing the woman in the window? Don't silence her. She's already stuck in the house. The, win- the window's <laughs> open, but you can't really hear her that well. So don't silence her.
3: Do you know what comes out in July? What? Also not mentioned in the headline. Didn't even know it existed. What? Yes, that's right. You guessed it. Actually, you didn't guess it. Another punny rom-com starring Christina Milian. This one's called Resort to Love. <laughs>
1: Where is it coming out? Netflix. Oh, my goodness.
3: Wow! resort to love follows erica Millian, an aspiring oh, I just singer got the love pun. it who lands a resident gig at a posh island resort and spa in mauritius unbeknownst to erica her ex-fiancé jason is getting married at the same location and erica gets roped into performing at the wedding as she tries to keep her past relationship a secret from beverly the bride-to-be erica begins to fall for jason once again and jason's brother caleb strives to prevent them from rekindling their romance Wow. With Jason caught in the middle of a complicated and hysterical love triangle. Who will meet him at the end of the aisle? Beverly or Erica? Well, it better be fucking Erica. I'll tell you that much.
1: It better be fucking Erica.
3: It better be fucking Erica. And it's produced by Alicia Keys. Do you know who the love interest is? The man? No. Who's the man? Who? Jay Farrow. Remember him?
1: Yes, from SNL.
3: Yeah, he was like their main impressions guy for years.
1: Okay, and now for a quick who them. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby.
2: Um, I recently binged the whole series of a Black Lady sketch show, which I really love. But are any of these women who's Or them? Um, the only argument that I can make for them-them is Robin Thede. Um, that's about it. Crunch, Crunch, can be a lesbian.
3: I mean there's plenty of funny people on the show but I think they truly are all who's but are Robin yeah. Theed. if anyone is going to be a them it's Robin Theed. Robin Theed, who are them one two three who, who? I think she's still a who <laughs> sorry I, do. Robin I agree I think she's still a who is the second season out
1: I don't know I just seen this or I just saw the first I've one.
3: only seen the first season oh the second season is out
1: also I've seen a lot of clips because I feel like it's obviously a very clipped show you know on YouTube yes and whatever.
3: exactly it's like all of those it's like i think you should leave tim robinson it's like they love they dine out on the on the like youtube but that's three, good though because clips. that's how no, that shit great.
1: gets out of hbo for people to actually watch you know
3: exactly i wouldn't have watched the show if not for a straight clip that i saw like on twitter once right fucking john oliver puts basically his entire show on youtube he's <laughs> right. like oh here's him talking about right. plastics and i was like. <gasps> Right. Like, I'm not going to watch it on the HBO app, but I am right, going to watch it on YouTube. would love to
1: listen to time and talk about plastics because you're obsessed with plastics.
3: At, plastic. at like 1. 1.7, 1. 1.8 speed, yeah.
1: John Oliver frantically talking fast at too sped up speed about plastics really is like what's going on inside your brain at all times.
3: Yeah.
2: Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Uh, I just heard um, an ad for the Mini Cooper, um, but they kept referring to people who drive this vehicle as mini drivers like time and time again saying mini drivers. Um, and it made me think, does this mean that mini driver is officially a who now? Um, since no one in the ad department uh, flagged that as an issue.
3: Uh, Godspeed, Bella Hadid.
1: Wait, Godspeed, Bella Hadid. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's good. Isn't that good? That's good.
3: Godspeed, speed Bella Hadid. Uh,
1: Hadid. Um, Mini drivers. I did not know that Mini Cooper drivers are called mini drivers.
3: I'm seeing. A lot of like Twitter accounts where people refer to that like Mini drivers South America like Mini drivers like in countries like fan accounts of Minis. But I can't find this commercial and I haven't seen it. But it would stand to reason that if you drive a Mini Cooper, you call yourself a Mini driver. And apparently, this caller says that that is how they refer to the drivers of Mini Coopers. Mini drivers. Does that mean that Mini driver herself? How do you like them apples? Goodwill Hunting. Is a who now, or is less themmy than the drivers of Mini Coopers? What do you think?
1: Because they're like implying that they own Mini drivers as if there's not a person who's literally named Mini Driver. Mini Driver, yeah. Like they're out here calling people Mini drivers when it's almost like you know gaslighting me into thinking there isn't a woman whose name is Mini Driver who is a celebrity,
3: mm-hmm. right? That's what it's kind of doing. That's what it's doing to me.
1: And I'm like out here screaming like, don't we all know that there is a woman named Minnie Driver like in the street? I'm like, Jennifer Love Hewitt in that movie.
3: What are you waiting for, huh? That?
1: Yeah, that's me.
4: What are you waiting for, huh? What
0: are you waiting for? I honestly don't know. It's a mystery.
3: What is even the question here? Is Minnie Driver, as in the actor, is Minnie Driver who were them? One, two, three, who? Who? I think so. I don't know. I'm calling her a who.
1: Do you know that she has a new podcast? Do you know what it's called?
3: It's like Mini. It's probably called like Mini. Close. Minis with Mini with Mini. It's Minis called, called with mini. mini
1: Questions with Mini Driver.
3: Oh, really?
1: <laughs> mini Questions with Mini Driver features intimate conversations with experts and trailblazers to uncover larger truths about happiness, failure, love, loss, and belonging
3: what about driving what about cars
1: <laughs> nothing about cars Her, uh the guests are impressive we got viola davis we got foo fighters okay. dave grohl we've got ronan farrow okay. we've got jeremy o'harris okay and alan Cumming, mm-hmm. among many others
3: oh wow I'm telling you wow cool. minnie's
1: asking the questions and minnie's driving a Mini cooper We have no proof that she drives a Mini Cooper. We don't know. Each episode, you will hear a guest I admire answer these seven questions so that together we
0: can examine how as people we're both similar and individual. Join me in my
4: exploration on Mini Questions.
0: Hey guys. Long time, long time. Here's my question. Potato salad. Egg salad. Chicken salad.
2: Tuna salad. Macaroni salad. Rank. Rank. From them to who? Thanks.
1: Crunch, crunch. Bye. This is fucked.
3: I think I have one. Want me to do mine and then you tell me if it's right? Or do you want to do the opposite? Do you want to do yours? No, you
1: do yours. I'll tell you if it's right.
3: Who to them? Who to them? Got it. Macaroni salad? Chicken salad? Egg salad? Tuna salad? Potato salad?
1: I would have to say that that is correct. <laughs> Do you you rated chicken salad very low. Can you explain why?
3: When it comes to salad sandwiches, as in like mayonnaise-based sandwiches, I think that chicken salad is a little less common than tuna salad, even at a sandwich place. Because tuna comes from a can, chicken salad requires a little more work, you know? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like tuna salad is... You open the can, you do the thing. Like chicken salad requires you have to have some cooked chicken in the house. You have to have a rotisserie chicken that you shred. It usually requires a little more work and than if a tuna salad. And people are
1: like, I have a spread of sandwich salads, you would assume it would be tuna. tuna. You would assume it could be mm-hmm. egg. You would assume yeah. maybe a side of potato salad is at the dinner. Macaroni salad, I think, macaroni salad and chicken salad are neck and neck though for likelihood of existence
3: and egg salad while very good a lot of people are turned off by egg salad just simply because of the texture and color and so it's like it's lower (laughs) down egg salad is very niche (laughs) and taste and smell but like tuna salad is on most sandwich shop menus right like anywhere yes but you said potato salad
1: is the most themy because it's like fucking potato salad i'm sure someone out there would love to have a fucking potato you fucking
3: bitch every like region like has As their own salad. version of a potato salad, vinegar right, based, true. mayonnaise based. Like they, like if if wherever you are from or wherever you live has potatoes readily available to them, they're gonna find a way to cook them, mix them up, and add some sort of acid or fat to them and and, and chunky pieces. You and know?
1: macaroni salad, while iconic, is tends to be regional.
3: To, I think of it as a very southern thing. Maybe I'm wrong, but I oh, think of it as a very southern thing. My mom used to buy
1: it thing. very rarely because it would just get eaten immediately. But she used to get it at the supermarket sometimes. Oh, of course. It's, it's a it's very like supermarket tub a thing. A supermarket you know? macaroni salad is like,
3: ugh. It's uh, so good. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised you it's, can put coleslaw in here. That it's so fucking a good. But you don't call it salad. You don't call it like cabbage salad. You know.
1: Sure, 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 sure. Also, salad is one of those words that really can bend at will, as we've seen. You know? <laughs> yeah if you're thinking greens are in salads take a take a look again at this list it's, because none of, these, <laughs> none of these honeys have greens in them
3: <laughs> it's very jurassic park uh-uh-uh uh-uh any
1: none of these girlies have any greens in them
3: come on to my house to my house we'll have salad and then nothing on the table will be green Hey, you know the only thing green in my salads dill relish
1: <laughs> the only greens in my salad celery <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no, I do not like celery in, in any sort of salad, and I, oh, you know I cel- do know this. Oh, I As love much as I like celery. celery, I do not want it in my tuna salad. I do not want it in my potato salad. Well, I do not want it in my bad, macaroni salad.
1: sweetie. If you're eating my fucking salads, you're eating celery because it's delicious.
3: The only greens in our salad are dill relish or celery. yeah. That sounds good. Oh, now yeah, I really want to make it. egg salad. I might make egg salad for lunch. Thank you for mm-hmm. listening to another episode of Who's There? Our weekly call-in show. <laughs> a mess. What's your favorite potato salad? Uh, vinegar based or mayonnaise based?
1: Mayonnaise based. Although I will eat whatever. I also like a mustard base, but I guess that goes mm, with vinegar. You know, I like I like a, vinegar, I like a yeah. mustardy. I like a mustardy, tangy.
3: Ooh, like a dill like a based. really uh like a really chunky mustard.
1: Yeah, maybe I prefer that because it's more special, but you really cannot go wrong with a mayonnaise based anything. Dan, shout out to
3: Dan Nosowitz. One of the best potato salads I've ever had, and I think about it anytime I think about potato salad, which isn't infrequent, is Dan Nosowitz's potato salad was one of the most astonishing things I've ever eaten.
1: I mean, he will literally sob if he hears you say that, which he will because he listens I to this he podcast. hope But will he listen to the very end? I don't know. We'll see.
3: We'll see. We'll see. We know how things taper off. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, our weekly call-in show. Keep calling at 619 them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreon.com slash Weekly for twice-weekly bonus episodes and your own special call online. Thank you to Katie and Eric up the Who's for providing our Tuesday Rita theme song. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love your ratings and reviewings. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye.
4: Bye. Hey. 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 I'm sure someone out there would love to have a fucking potato.
2: Hey, weekly. So, this is dumb, but I started listening to the podcast at 1.25 speed. And, um, not sure if you've ever done that, but if you listen to the intro song at 1.25, it's like a real dance pop. Just saying. Um, yeah. That's it. Uh,
0: Crunch, crunch. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, chain on me.
2: Josh, Jana, John David, Jill, Jessa, Ginger, Joseph, Josiah, Joy, Anna, Jedediah, Jeremiah, Jason, James, Justin, Jackson, Johanna, Jennifer, Jordan, and Josie. Michelle, Jim Bob, Josh, Anna, Mackenzie, Michael, Marcus, Meredith, Mason, Mariella, John David, Abby, Grace, Jana, Jill, Derek, Israel, Samuel, Jessa, Ben, Spurgeon, Henry, Ivy, baby number four on the way, Ginger, Jeremy, Felicity Evangeline, Joseph, Kendra, Garrett, Addison, Brooklyn, Josiah, Mm. Lauren, Bella, Joyanna, Austin, uh, Gideon, Evelyn, Jedediah, Katie, Jeremiah, Jason, James, Justin, Claire, Jackson, Johanna, Jordan. No, Johanna, Jennifer, Jordan, Josie. Those are the Duggar children, their spouses, and the Duggar Town children. I use that to fall asleep at night, like counting sheep. Okay, bye. Good form. When um. Sorry, I'm watching a motorcycle leap through traffic. Uh, when applying for Tyrese's girlfriend's personal assistant job, your three words are clearly beauty and brains. Done. Covers everything. You got it. <laughs> crunch, crunch. Onion Rings Worldwide is back on Instagram. Crunch, crunch.